1: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
0: can i suggest you shut up and show more football
2: come on come on bigger, it, it we've done that thing
0: can we not knock it I am flabbergasted. I wouldn't even let them mind a mind boss
1: after the match. I get a taxi back to Manchester. <laughs> Again, don't, please don't call me arrogant because what I, I'm saying is true. I'm a, I think I'm a special one. When the seagulls
3: follow the troll, it's because they think something will be thrown into the sea. Thank you. I understand what I'm trying to get at. Yes, he no,
2: was a great player. player. Yes, he was a wonderful oh. leader. But he wasn't a magician
0: take
2: a bow son I mean that take a bow mm. what is that for? what is it about Europeans? what? they can't make tea it's mm. the most
0: simple mm. drink in the world right I've come to the conclusion I know why and, I, and I, I, I do think a lot of countries outside the UK make a mistake and for me the biggest mistake is mm-hmm. they don't Boil, and I mean really boil.
2: That's the first. The water. Thing. You're right. That's the first. Well, you're correct. Right, of course, is uh, direction. That's right. Left. Um, yes. So you're correct. Yes. Luis has made tea. Yes. And it's lukewarm. Yes. It's it's
0: it's like he boiled the kettle fifteen minutes ago mm. and left it sitting there, mm. and then decided to make a cup of the
2: tea. The number of times I say to people, uh, "English breakfast tea, please, with separate cold milk on the side," yes. because the milk is either absolutely drowns it to the point whereby it's just warm milk um,
0: or well, they bring you warm milk you, in a little pot yeah and, oh, why why would you bring warm milk
2: anyway it? thank you for joining us you're probably scratching your heads thinking yes. what well, have anyway, I done I, I'm, I, I am drinking a lukewarm <laughs> cup of tea thank you Louise
0: <laughs>
2: my name is Richard Keyes and he I'm Andy Gray is Andy Gray uh, thanks for listening Uh, On that topic, you are joining a growing number of listeners. We're absolutely chuffed to bits. Thank you. Um, Across the last couple of weeks, thousands more of you have joined in from all over the world, which really is remarkable because we aren't supported by any organization per se. We're not under the B in umbrella. We are totally independent. It's a podcast run by us and the aforementioned Luis, our Portuguese friend who who can't make tea, but in every other respect, genius. Genius. Absolutely. So uh, this is a completely independent, as I said, really grateful to those of you who are subscribing and sharing. That's very important. Uh, If you're a first time listener, please make sure you subscribe and tell others where we are. You can follow us on Twitter and Insta at Keys and Gray. Spell it all out. Keys and Gray pod. And for those of you who are giving us a bit of stick on Frank Lampard and Chelsea.
0: Who's gonna give us a stick? Well, well,
2: I know you like to be you've spent all of your life in the spotlight. And you've always been very popular. But there is a view that that you might not be occasionally, but some of the things you say, they do rub people up the wrong way. What about Frank Lampard I mean? With me, it's all the time. No. (laughs) What about Frank Lampard I mean? Well What did we say about Frank Lampard? I can't I can't. We supported him, and there were people that said why. It, you know, the <laughs> time has come, and I, I didn't quite get that then, and I still don't now. But anyway, our conversation on succession at the club mm. uh, last week, it all came to pass. Uh, like I say, you don't have to like what we say, or indeed us. Mm. Well, I mean... You. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but very often, you'll, you'll find out stuff or hear things being discussed for the very first time on this pod, usually on this pod first. And they're often picked up later by other areas of the press and the media. So thank you also, those of you who still find us interesting at this period of time in our careers. Thank you. Mm. I've had my first injection. Have you?
0: Yeah. Oh, good lad. How did you feel?
2: Pfizer. I, I did feel, I have to confess, I felt a little giddy. I didn't right. know if it was as a result of the injection or because I expected to feel yeah. odd. But I, I, felt, I thought I felt a little giddy for an hour or so and then I thought I felt a little bilious uh-huh. for an hour or so. Um, Does that mean sick? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, the, sick. Only, the only thing I could feel 24 hours later was my arm. It was like, you know, when you were at school, you used yeah. to punch somebody punch on somebody. the muscle and the, yeah. you got that dead feeling. Yeah. That's how it felt. But you otherwise. You're probably looking for things to feel. That's exactly. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, a big shout out to all our listeners in the US. Glad you're with us. Uh, loads of expats, but of course, football fans in general. Um, apparently, Andy, we are very big in Texas.
0: Really? Yes. Well, everything's big in Texas. Well, I was going to say, if hear- you're going to be
2: big anywhere, yes, it may as Texas. well be in Texas. Yes. So, seriously, lots of new listeners in that part Morning, of the Morning, afternoon, evening uh, Texas. Thank you for finding and us others. in Texas. Yes, indeed. Right, so where to start? Um, I collect, as you know, a various yeah. number of cuttings during the course of the week. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm not a big fan of what Chelsea have done, but it's 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 what they do. Um, So we should have expected it, I suppose. I don't think it's actually got anything to do with Roman Abramovich. I think he is more than a pace back. I don't think he is that bothered in the day-to-day running of the football club
0: at all. Surely he must sanction a move such enormity. Well, I suppose
2: he's got got to ultimately pay the cheque that sees the previous team out Mm. of the club. But I really don't think he is involved... In the day to day running anymore. I right. think that's Marina Granuskovia mm-hmm. um, and uh, Peter Cech these days, who's now the director of football. Bruce Buck, do you have a big say still? I think Bruce is probably continuing to do what he's always done, what he's been told. All right. Um, but I, I did find the morning after I woke up, uh, after Thomas Tuchel's first game, um, that, that that he was getting a little bit of stick. I'm trying to find it as I talk. Um, from the social media? No, no, from, 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 from the press in general. What was that? I mean, <laughs> it's his first 90 minutes. What was that they were asking? Yes.
0: his that first was, 90 minutes. That was 12 sake. hours after taking over. Mm. 24 hours probably mm. after taking over.
2: Yeah. yeah. So I, I I, thought that that was a... Uh, oh, clock already ticking um, for Tuchel after
0: limp opener. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I would have done though, if I was him. And and that, it's, it's easy for me to sit here and say that. I think what would have been more beneficial for him Right, you go into a club, you have a little training session with your players. One training session on, mm-hmm. on the evening before the game, right? I, I just think he would have had more sense and learn more about his team if it had gone in and said, "Right, see this team here. This is the, the team that's played with like Rhys James at, at right back, for instance, with a four at the back." Mount, please don't say Mason Mount. No, Mount. Just him Mount. With, Mount, call in him the, Mount, with yeah. Mount in the midfield because he's been a terrific player uh, and and kept it pretty much as it was, mm. and say, "Go, go, listen, I'm just in, guys." I want to have a look at you. This is a fine, good time for me to know a perfect opportunity. I, I know what so you're go saying. play, and I'll just make a few notes no, and assess that it. That makes far too much sense. He tried to implement something. The guys didn't have a clue what but they he were doing. He tried to play
2: the players that have reared up and and, and, and basically <laughs> run Lampard out of town. Uh, Rudiger, uh, we know that to be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't think Dave. I think Dave's too good a lad no, for that, But No, but, I uh, I agree. Um, to anyone
0: that's not unsure who Dave is, it's Azpilicueta. Yeah,
2: um, and and obviously, you know, a couple of them midfield, um, one of whom we know has not been playing. So I think what he wanted to do was to co- accommodate the senior
0: professionals that had reared up because they weren't playing. Um, yeah, he could do that. But first game in, 12 hours after you take over, stick the team in that's been playing, have a little look at it, mm-hmm. make some notes and then give yourself three or four days at the training to say, right, okay, I watched that this is what I liked, this is what I didn't like, here's the changes I'm going to make, let's do it, and then go. I just think he opened them up, he opened himself up for criticism by trying to implement a way of playing, it wasn't strange to them, but probably the guys haven't played much this year, they did a lot last year, they played quite a bit last year with three at the back with Frank, but this year they haven't really, Frank's stuck with
2: four. I I know you've said this time, if you're a, Top end international mm-hmm. footballer. I mean, so you slip into a three at the back. It can't be that confusing. No, no, it can't really be. Well, can't.
0: let me tell you, what, what, well, the only person I felt sorry for that night was Hudson Adoy, Callum Hudson Adoy, who really hasn't ever been asked to play with defensive duties that a wing back needs, right? So he was asked to do something within 24 hours of the manager that he's never done before. Um, and it looked like that. Reese James has played out your skin, he could play that position with, his, with blindfolds on. Yeah, but Is that <clears throat> then Dave doesn't get him. No, Dave was playing right back, right centre-back. So that was how they could have played that night. They, he could have accommodated both Azpilicueta and Rhys James in that formation mm. to go They along. did create a little piece of history, which I rather football. think has passed you by.
2: Footballing history? Yes.
0: Are yes. you talking match facts history? Yes. Wow. They became... Think on the
2: style of football that he likes
0: which I is seen. a combination of
2: pep ah, ball and ah. uh, Klopp's pressing. Created history.
0: Yes. Didn't they win more balls in the last third than any team? Very close. Oh. Very good. Warm. Did they recover more balls
2: in the last no. third than the last no, team? No, you're still, you You sort of edged away from ah. it there. They, they completed The most, most passes. Correct. The most first half passes
0: ever. Ever.
1: Really?
0: Yep, 433. Oh, do you know what? See, if I, was a, if I was a Chelsea fan, I'd have got in my bed that night and said, you know what, that's history for you. You know, forget shots at goal. Forget their keeper making great saves. Forget I was hitting the bar and the ball fizzing across the six-yard box. No. I was trying to go on the end of it. See all that nonsense? That's, you're a you're dinosaur grey. You, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't want see that in a football match. No. What you want to see is 400-plus passes. I think we're edging to a point in football where we can take away the goals. And yes. if, if you, if you
2: every 100 passes a goal. Correct, every 100 passes you can score a goal. So that would have been four up at half-time. Yeah, there would have been. Uh, Thomas Tuchel, uh, talking about his philosophy, he says it's an aesthetic one. Mm. Aesthetic means control of the ball, the rhythm, to attack in every minute
0: and to try to score as many goals as possible. That, I thought, was a general principle mm. for most. I, I, I know I played a long time ago, but I know that even when I started in the 70s, the general idea was to score more goals than your opponent. Yeah. Yeah, and try and score as many goals as possible in a game.
2: Yes. So he he um, he's a great believer in two shapes. He favours a 4-3-3 or a 4-1-4-1. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. And a 4-2-2-2. Now, the clue here is I think he's already said that Kante is going to have a new position. He's going to play in a double six.
0: Well, his position is the same, but he's going to have a mate beside him.
2: He's going to have two holding midfield players. Yes.
0: Yes. Looks like it.
2: Uh, the latter, the four-two-two-two, was a feature apparently of his last full season at Paris Saint-Germain. Two number tens in Paris. It was Neymar and Angel Di Maria. The other night, Havertz and who else did he play up there?
0: Pass. There was yeah, that many I, in there? I,
2: I didn't know either. Um, there, so you you play two two behind the strikers, and then the the width is provided by the full Um So this is this is revolutionary as well. It would appear. Oh, let's wait
0: and see. You... Yeah. Let's wait and see. Yeah. Football, the one thing that doesn't change in football, the pitch is about the same size every time you play it. Mm-hmm. You can only put 11 players on the pitch at any one time. And at the moment, you only get three points if you score more goals than your opponent. And, and, and
2: many, many thanks to the PGMOL. This time last week, I battered them. Um, <laughs> Mike Riley in particular, uh, th- th- them in general, after the goal at Manchester against, City against, against Villa. Against Villa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they, what they've done is they've come out and they've, um, they've offered guidance now on on that particular law, and, and they've said that uh, going forward that will never happen again. Well, it shouldn't have happened on the night. <laughs> they got it wrong. Instead of coming out and saying, we apologize to Aston Villa yes. and Dean Smith, and there's your money back, Dean, because yeah, you wouldn't back. have lost the plot and been yeah. fined as a result of our Correct. stupidity. So what we've done is we've looked at it. We got it wrong. Instead of lying to cover everything up, and, and come up with a face-saving explanation as to what happened. We don't need that. We simply got it wrong. And therefore, it will not happen again. Our apologies to Aston Villa Football Club and everybody on the night watching that we subsequently tried to make out as incorrect mm-hmm. because we sent out our usual patsies to yes, argue that, that it was a little-known law and yes. John Moss had... had, had uh, New Come,
0: it. Up, uh, Knew come it. on. Knew it. Um, anyway... So it it would appear that we're back to where we were. Well, the only people that needed guidance, in all honesty, after that match were themselves. Correct. Because everybody else that watches football, is a fan of football, that has played football, uh, everyone looked at that and said, that's the most ridiculous goal being given this season and other seasons by far, to walk from 20 yards deeper than the centre-back, not be given the ball. This is where I objected to their explanation. They said that if a player gives the ball to the opponent who's come from an offside. I get that. If 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 Mings had controlled it on his chest, turned and tried to play it back to his keeper and played it straight to Rodri, he's onside, he goes through and scores. Agreed. That's fine. Yeah. But he didn't. He tried to bring it down, made a little bit. But Rodri went and took the ball off him. Yes. He tackled him, won the ball. That's illegal. And he got the ball off him
2: as a result of being there. So therefore Correct. interfering in play and therefore being offside. But as that one is allowed to stand uh, Thursday night, Thursday mm. night, Son is mm-hmm. caught offside by a well, it wasn't even a heel. Yeah. Um and you know, we're disallowing goals that was a, well, I thought it was terrific. Do you know what annoys Let's me about go it? There. Do you know Let's what go
0: go no, there. but just quickly, what annoys me about it in the aftermath of things like that, and right, people will sit, and especially Liverpool fans will go, ah, it's Liverpool, yeah. No, it's not, it's football. And we take they, the these officials and the ones that write in the newspapers and the ones that the PGMOL trot out to to spout their wisdom words of wisdom they take great joy it seems to me in disallowing goals like that and disallowing this that and the other disallowing this they take great joy in doing it hmm. and, they, and as we've said just, they just suck a little bit of air out of the game every time that happens just a little every now and again it's just hopeless Basically.
2: I agree, and, and and I refer to what I have always said. We pay to see goals. That's that's the most difficult thing on a football pitch to do. We pay to enjoy the excitement. I mean, Michael Oliver in his piece really recently, when 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 criticised, he said, "Yeah, but you know the excitement of waiting for the decision, and then the opposition fans celebrate when the goals disallowed." Shut up. That's not. He
0: never said that, he
2: did. did he? <laughs> he did. That's not what we go to see. the The wait. The silence, the expectation, and then the celebration that a goal, a perfectly good goal in normal circumstances, is disallowed. Come on, boys, that's not what it's about. It no, really as if, by the way, it is
0: if you're a ref. That tells you everything you need to know, about their attitude, their mentality, and everyone who goes and watches it as a fan or that has it as a player. Totally different. On being
2: sports, we name every week the official and his partner in VAR, not because we want to give them uh a, 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 any name check, yeah, b- but it's just because we need to know, yeah, yeah. And look at the number of times Atkinson and Mossy work together, <laughs> uh, anyway. Decision time at uh, Newcastle, it seems uh, Louise Taylor's piece here in The Guardian today with Bruce ratty and rattled. Well, I'm not surprised, wow, that he's ratty and rattled. I still think he's okay because I think Mike Ashley, um. Likes the way
0: he's managed his football club. There isn't the same aggravation that there can was Mike from Benitez. How long can even make Ashley go, right? I mean, the dissent against Ashley since he took over, right, has been... How long can he go as an owner? Yes. Well, until somebody buys it. Well, well, surely he... Well, does he want all that aggravation? Does he want 55,000 Geordies? No, he wants a quiet Geordies? life, which is why does he Jordies calling him this and calling no. him out every weekend. He doesn't. He wants
2: to sell. We know the most high-profile example recently yeah, of, yeah. of someone trying to sell, yeah. but but we, we all know now the reasons why. Yeah. Uh, not going there. No. Talked about it. Yeah. The, 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 the Piff, the Saudi Piff, walked away. Wasn't blocked. They walked away, knowing that it wasn't going to happen, so it was a face-saving exercise. But Mike wants to sell. In the meantime, he wants a quiet life, which is why he likes Steve Bruce, who's just got on with his job. And... Quietly taken. <laughs> quietly, no, no. Bruce is quietly taken <laughs> oh. the aggravation, right, without passing it down the line as Benitez did every week. As, mm. as, as Ashley said, when Benitez left, he had the microphone. We didn't. I didn't. I mm. couldn't defend myself. Well, Brucey doesn't put that on his toes. So anyway, I, 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 I wish Steve all the very best. Our guest today might be able to throw some light on why it is such a difficult club to manage. And that is Alan Pardew, Mm -hmm. who these days is the technical director of CSKA Sofia
0: in Bulgaria. I didn't know he could speak Bulgarian. (laughs) Wow, Pardew's done well. I wonder how long that took
2: him. When I saw this appointment, I thought to myself, I've been there. I've, I've covered a football match in Bulgaria. And I've I've checked it through, and it was on March the seventeenth, nineteen eighty-two, wow. that Liverpool went to play CSKA Sofia as defending champions. So it was a quarter, I it must have been a quarterfinal quarter final. European Cup game, one up from the first leg. And looking back, and I've checked this um, with Rushi, who agrees with me. Looking back, it, it was the first game of football I saw without realizing only one team were ever going to win that match. Sophia. And it wasn't Liverpool. <laughs> I, I, I was actually doing commentary on the night uh, with John Toshak as co-commentator. Wow. <laughs> and the reason I mention Rushy is because he scored. I can see it now. The ball was a foot over the line. Goal to the right-hand side. We were in the stand here. Ball's a foot over the line. Rushy stopped. Liverpool stopped. Referee wave play on. That's 2-0. That's good night. That's, that's the match. Referee wave play on. Carry on. And And... As I said, I texted him last night and said, do, "Do you remember?" He said, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember." Um, Grabalar was in goal. Leighton comes for a cross. First time I think I'd seen Bruce do that. had left the following May, right. eighty-one after the win in Paris. Uh, Bruce comes for a ball, gets nowhere <laughs> near it. Liverpool lose two 0 And Rushi said it was also a night when Bob Paisley said to us, "Do not drink the tea that they provide." <laughs> Because <laughs> chances are there's something in it. Uh, uh, that's how it was uh, when you played football yeah. behind the Iron Curtain, wasn't know, it? Captain, yeah, you just absolutely. didn't know. I, I remember them going with Clive Tildesley. Clive went, went with them this time to um, uh, to Russia, uh-huh. um, to Tbilisi, and, and it was chaos, an organised march in the middle of the night from the hills that surrounded the hotel. <laughs> People the hotel. banging <laughs> drums through the evening. I mean, they did everything and it held you up at the airport. Yeah. Yeah, immigration? Yeah, you have to wait. Yeah, twelve hours. He, he's <laughs> having his lunch. But this, this was, this was, and it, it, it's staggering how those things happen. But, but Liverpool were not going to win that match no. that night. Whatever else happened, and don't drink the tea, don't boys. Don't drink the tea, boys. <laughs> me. Uh, we've moved on a little. Yeah, we have moved on a little. And and Alan Pardew is that man that has moved on to Bulgaria and joins us now. Uh, Alan is now part of, and this was the, the, the press announcement when uh-huh. when when CSKA Sofia. Sofia, I'm not yes. sure how you pronounce it. Alan will tell us. Yeah. He speaks Bulgarian. he uh, speak Bulgarian? He was part Probably. of the big red family of the <laughs> army. Technical director <laughs> CSKA Sofia. Sofia, Al, what do you say? Siskia.
1: Ah, Siskia. Ah.
3: It's Siskia. It's like ah, Siskia Moscow. So yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That's why we called. We were always happy to learn. Siskia.
3: Absolutely. Excellent. Siskiya. Okay. Siskia. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So the next question is why? Why? Yeah. why? <laughs> well, not so much why. How, oh. Alan? How
3: and why. Well, um, I there's two things for this this role that sort of stood out to me. Firstly, I'm in a sort of position to choose a little bit now and again. Um, I've had a couple of offers from championship clubs, which I didn't think was working for me. Um, but this job was a different role. Obviously, technical director above the manager in terms of uh, organizing the club and trying to improve it uh, structurally and uh, everything that they do. Secondly, because they're a dominant team here. Okay, we have ludocrats who are probably uh, the best team at the moment, uh, and we are chasing them. Um, so rather than what I've done for most of my career, as you guys know, <laughs> fighting to stay in the Premier League, fighting to stay in the Premier League, fighting to maybe win a cup, fighting to stay in the <laughs> Premier League. Um, uh, and obviously, um, because perhaps what happened at West Brom, I wasn't, um, gonna be given a job where, um, I was, uh, not fighting. So I thought this would be a different opportunity to go to a winning, um, a winning um uh, procedure that they have here going on um they they used to uh, victories uh, so you know trying to keep that keep that momentum keep the win keep the win keep the win you know rather than a draw and a loss etc and we've we've done quite well so um it's different on a and obviously a different culture but I think, um, as English people and as Scottish people, thank you. We kind of, we kind of. <laughs> sorry, to flop, I don't know. Bring me
0: sharp as ever out in the morning, even though it's in the morning. Sharp yeah. as ever, fella. Nicola,
3: <laughs> Nicola. Nicola. Nicola favourite footballer. Well, she's not his. She's uh, not his favourite. No, I've got no, to tell you that. No, you can bet your life on that. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah. So. Um, yeah, uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Now. <laughs> you, you were saying what, did you, what was We were
2: talking, but you, you haven't yet told us how. I mean, I understand why. What what you're saying is, for the first time in your career, you're working at the top end with the cream, as opposed to battling at the bottom end. But but CSKA, Siskia, Siskia, I, I mean, uh, they haven't called Cischia. half a dozen people, have they? <laughs> I, I, where, where did that come from?
3: Well, the uh, the owner uh, and the owner's son who run the football club, uh, the owner's son studied in Scotland, ironically, Andy. So, um, he speaks perfect English. No, he doesn't.
2: So I have. Uh, <laughs> I have... <laughs> it's than me, then. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, there's a mixture between Bulgarian and Scottish. Is, yeah. You know, it can be quite difficult at Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, he. Uh, we. I was having sort of conversations with him. I was like, no, no, I, I don't really think it's for me. Blah blah blah. And the more I looked into it, and the more I got to know him, I thought to myself, you know what? Uh, and I, this is the point I was trying to raise earlier. I think as English people and uh, as uh, British people, we think we can't work abroad because of the language. Yes. You know, yeah. it restricts yeah. us. We go, oh, we can, we I can't. I don't know the language. But actually, that's not true. I didn't sense that in Holland. I've not sensed it when I've worked with different cultures in the dressing room in the Premier League. And I think when you see foreign con- uh, managers come to England, you see there's no problem. They get on, they know, you know, it's, the football's a universal language. You put in place what you want to do. The players kind of understand it. You speak some pidgin English, or pidgin French, whatever it is, and you get your point across. So I don't fear the language. I don't fear the culture. So, And I just thought it was just... Uh, and. Being a technical director is different, as you'd imagine. And um I know what he's going through, the manager. I understand the pressures that he's on, obviously. Uh, and suddenly you see a lot of these technical directors who really and truly are like deep stouts. Or I don't know really what they do, some of them. I, I can't imagine they're fully supportive of their managers. Uh, they're more supportive of the owner. Um, and I am definitely in the middle.
0: What's your remit there now? What is your remit as uh, for the job you have? What do what you do in the morning and you get up or on a weekly basis? What are you expected to do for Siska?
3: Well, firstly, um, I probably attend most of the training sessions, um, so I get a vibe of what's happening at the training ground. I talk to staff about maybe some improvements. Can you imagine... From the Premier League, uh, even though this is a top team in Bulgaria, there are lots of things they could do better. Uh, the infrastructure of the club, they're building the training ground. So all sorts of stuff like that. And we just built, I just made them, uh, look at the entrance, which I don't like <laughs> because when you enter the training ground, it doesn't have the feel of a big club. We just built a gym, you know, all those kind yeah. of things. And, uh, and obviously, uh, when you come to transfers and players' contracts, we have an issue at the moment with a French player uh, that we're trying to resolve, you know, I can mediate. So that's the sort of role.
2: I think it sounds brilliant, Al. I I, I was saying to Andy before you joined us, my first trip to Sofia, to Siskiya, to to CSKA, as they were then, back in 1982, (laughs) would you believe, when Liverpool went as European champions. And it was my first experience of a match that I... I later realised only one team was going to be allowed to win and it was not Liverpool that night. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I have no recollection of, of the city. I imagine these days, very nice.
3: Well, you have a, it's kind of split the city. You have the old uh, sort of Russian communist kind of buildings that, uh, that were kind of uniformly put up. So you see the same sort of blocks of flats, you know, hundreds of them. And then you have the new kind of, uh, capitalist Bulgaria, EC, EU member, uh, with new buildings, new investment, you know, trying to, trying to improve the city. And it is a, I think it's a city that is definitely going forward. It's actually for your listeners, it's a great city to come on a city break. Mm-hmm. It isn't that far at all, really. Three hours on the plane. Uh, and obviously, um, uh, the, the city is very attractive. So, you know, on that part of it, um, it's a great place to work, no doubt.
2: I wouldn't expect you to say I'm looking at the next one. But when you eventually decide it's time to move on, yeah. having worked in Holland now, having worked in Bulgaria, do, do you think those experiences will have added and, and, and help in the next job you take?
3: Well, our business, you know, apart from, you know, what you are as a person and tactically and your personality, et cetera, et cetera, you need contact particularly on transfers, and no more so than now, because Mm. it's obviously a world market. So the contacts I've made in Holland, I've obviously kept, and the contacts I'm making here, I mean, the value that we get here, Richard and Andy, compared to the Premier League, is just, like, phenomenal. I mean, we are getting players uh, from uh, South America, from Africa, on money that, uh, well, you wouldn't even, that, that is less than the championship. And I would say they would some of these would definitely play in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, there's tremendous value to be having. I, I think we have two players in our team who play in Premier League. They play in my Crystal Palace team for sure. So um, it's it's something that um, I think when I go back in, either I go back as manager or a technical director or elsewhere, it's a context that's so so important. They give you a life a lifeline to to be successful.
2: Do you want to tell us who those players are, Al?
3: <laughs> well, I've no problem. I think uh, we have a centre half here, Antoff. Uh, he plays for Bulgarian national side, Vladimir Antoff. But I think he's got a great chance. He's only a young centre half. He hasn't. He hasn't got the the um, all those little tricks you need when you come up against someone like Andy Gray spinning you and feeling his thanks, body Al. You. in Al but see how I like thanks, you in man. yeah thanks Al you know, appreciate that <laughs> he the me, be out of coke with someone like at yeah, you know, but, but as a raw talent definitely yeah, definitely got a chance
2: yeah he's not yeah. spinning as much as he used to <laughs> yeah that's for sure
3: <laughs> then
0: you wouldn't take it
2: no. <laughs> so no. that's one and who else What? what who's the other one
3: we have a striker, We have a striker, Ali So, he's done very well here. Uh, we have some interest in him, so, you know, we'll see what happens. We're hoping to keep him. Well, I think it's great. That's good, and we do wish you
0: all the best in, in that part of your job. But, obviously, we want to talk to you a bit about your job that you used to have before you became a technical Which one? Director. I mean, which one? Well, which club? Well, that, let's start with that, then. Seven, oh. is it? English League, say, Al? Seven? Coach? Reading,
3: Red, South Southampton, seven.
0: Palace... West
2: Brom, oh, you probably West know from
3: Me. Can you imagine? We, you know, I'm not really looking backwards. I just trying to look <laughs> forward. To Newcastle. Quite right. Can
0: you imagine? Uh, quite right. <laughs> but a collection of, as you've said, clubs that where you've had to battle um, at the wrong end of the table yeah. for various reasons. What? Which one of those jobs would you? Could you hold up and say that was the most difficult club I managed? That gave me more problems.
3: Oh, well, without a doubt, you know, that was West Brom. I mean, I didn't understand what, when I went in there just how difficult that was going to be with the playing staff, the contract situation where some of the players, you know, you know, when I looked at a couple of the contracts, if they if that club got relegated, then the, the player was going to go for a minimal fee or a free transfer. <laughs> so actually, when you think about that, you think, oh, okay, the player, I don't think individually the player... Is going to be a problem for him. He's going to go in there and fight for me for sure. But actually, when you think about it, the other players—do they actually think he is? Do they, you know, is it something to lean on? You know, so I had all that going on, um, and uh, some of the players' um, obviously behaviour was was a massive problem for me. So um, it was difficult, and uh, and a team that actually were technically was 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 you know not the best which is Sam's got at the moment. I was just going to say, if you called Sam? if get... you called Sam and yeah. told him? No, I haven't. I haven't. Because I think after I left, I think they did the right thing. They had a clear out. They brought a lot of young players in. Sam's got a completely different look to the team. I like to think that they've done the contracts different yes. now, that some of the, the, those players are all, you know, on sound contracts. But, you know, um, it's a different thing for Sam. He's got a younger team, more vibrant team, I think. And uh, knowing Sam, you know, who knows, he might even be able to see him out of it. It'd be very difficult, but I think he could.
2: But you see, we, we, these are the things that we don't mm-hmm. see yeah. nor understand. Yeah. We just see coach in the dugout. I'll say it now without any embarrassment, because I've said it many times, Alan, when I haven't been speaking to you. I think one of the greatest jobs you ever did was Southampton, because people forget you started that year 12 points down. Battled not just out of the drop zone but halfway. And I, I'll, I'll continue to flatter you, I think laid the foundations for modern day Southampton. Do you in any way agree? Here's an opportunity for a bit of backslapping.
3: <laughs> well, I did think I did a good job there. I mean, you know, we brought in some great players who, who were instrumental in getting them to the Premier League after I left uh, Nicky Hammond, uh, Rick, Ricky up top, of course. You know, Lalana was coming through at that stage in Chamberlain. Wow. You know, who was coming through the academy. So, and I also bought Fonte from Crystal Palace, which was massive signing because no one really fancied Fonte. No, and yet when his career... His career was unbelievable which after he went to Southampton, he won the European Championship with Portugal. <laughs> you know, I'm looking at him celebrating on the pitch with Ronaldo and I was thinking, my God, and, you know, Palace were like, you could <laughs> have it. That happened. Well, that's
0: right. Yeah.
2: But it, it's a job that most people yeah. forget yeah. That, that you had, Alan, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it does get lost in the watch that one. I mean, usually, I'm associated for obvious reasons with Newcastle and Crystal Palace. Uh, but, I, you know, if I was... Actually, to analyse my career, I would say Reading was probably the best job I did right. because they really were in big, big trouble, Reading. Uh, and, uh, John Modaisky had lost the plot with the money. He had lost faith with, you know, paying these players money and not getting a return. And I, and I, and I actually rebuilt the faith in the owner, and that isn't always easy. Um, and, and obviously they, they, after I left, they got to the Premier League with Steve. Steve Cobble followed me, which, uh, I had a hand in as well because I thought he would be a great person to take me over after I went to West
0: Ham. You mentioned one of the clubs that's very current at the moment that I'd, I'd like to ask you about. Um, a couple of things. Newcastle United. Um, is it such a hard club to coach? And if it is, why is it?
3: Well, I think you're asking the wrong person. <laughs> you got cheesy there. I mean, he's a new expert. <laughs> Listen, every Newcastle fan knows that Keezy is the man. <laughs>
2: um, no, every Newcastle fan uh, knows that Keezy uh, isn't the man, uh, Alan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quite a big Look, part of it. Day stupid Day-to-day in,
3: uh, <laughs> day day in Newcastle, I always enjoy because, obviously, you're getting in your car, you're going to this training ground, you're doing your work, and the training ground was a great environment. It, it did need, does need improvement still, I think. Actually, and I was uh, stressing that to, to the owners when I was there. But uh, we improved it a little bit at the training ground. But it's a lovely environment. Uh, of course, the problem come in the press conferences uh, and the fans, who you know, were very anti the owner, and then obviously anti the owner's choice as manager. Yeah, yeah. the Cotney, only one who's ever Cotney, really got around that, that is Rapper, You know, uh, who seemed to you know, the fans obviously uh, took to the the. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's difficult, you know, when you, you think you've done well there, you know, you've won a game. I don't know, you've gone to Everton and won or you've got, and you, and you still get criticized. It, it is, it is tough as a manager, uh, for your morale, your personal morale to, to battle through a team that is not in the dominant force. You know, like we had one year where we was a dominant team when we finished fifth. And obviously, uh, since then, you know they've been nowhere near it, really. No, nowhere near. Finished
2: it. fifth, qualified to play European club football. Uh, struggled to touch the following season by memory, but but the year you left, what were they? Tenth, something of that order.
3: Ninth when I left, but Ninth. you know the, 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 when we went went into Europe, um, we were so unlucky not to win that quarter final against Benfica. We were so unlucky, uh, and I look back on the one regret was that was uh, that game. Both games we played really well. We just didn't get a break, you know. Sometimes in you, yeah. you know, I could talk about cup finals. Oh, I didn't get a break. He didn't get a break there. But we're, the one game I look back on was uh, uh, those two games against Benfica. We should have won those. We were unlucky. Ref wasn't
2: from Bulgaria, was he? By any chance?
3: <laughs> I will not talk about and comment on referees in Bulgaria. Thank you very much. <laughs>
2: have, you, have you spoken to Brucey and do you have any empathy with what he's currently going through?
3: Well, Steve, I know well, obviously, uh, because we've come up against each other and we've had set very similar jobs. Obviously, with manager of Palace, manager of Palace, the manager of Palace. So we've followed each other here and there, a bit like Sam <laughs> um, with myself. But the, um, it, the problem um, he has, uh, of course, now is that when the fans um, of Newcastle decide that the manager's um, not doing what they want, let's put it that way, then it becomes a very pressurised situation. And of course, if he had a team and a quality of squad that was uh, winning more than losing, then okay, you could answer those critics. But when your team is struggling, I think they're on a bit of a downtime. And the problem with Newcastle is because of the players that they they acquire is they're going to have some downtime you can't get the consistency because if you could get the consistency out of some of these players they wouldn't be at Newcastle they'd be at Arsenal True or they'd be at that is uh, so true. Chelsea right so the consistency level is such that yes they can reach the heights, but there is periods when they don't reach the heights. now they've come back to their normal self but then you've got seven others who have come back to normal self so now you are, now you're in a bad situation, which I think season or not, they can't get over the line. I thought they were very, very good the other night, second half against Leeds. They should have won, you know, should have got something out of the game, but you didn't. And now the next game, if they don't play well and they lose, then it, of course, then, oh, it was going nowhere. That was just a freak off, you know, blah, blah, blah. So that's the kind of pressure that Steve and his staff are under. And, and you, obviously he's taken a new coach in there yeah. and I hope that works out for him. That that might just give him a lift.
0: Mm. Have you ever done what Brucey did in the last week or so, Alan, And as a coach? I mean, I found it really strange. I don't think I've ever been at a club where a, a coach has come out and used the the, the terminology... That that Brucey did to criticize his players openly and publicly. Have you ever done that? And surely have having done that with Brucey, that that was a big, big decision to make, to criticize his players so openly and so damningly.
3: Well, you know, this is this is the point where an experienced manager like myself will sit straight on the fence. Thank right. you very much. <laughs>
1: Uh, brilliant <laughs> <laughs> well done, you see I
2: had I had some sympathy for Bruce <laughs> I had answered it yeah, answer it did it actually play, by sitting on the fence it did. Yeah, I had a lot of totally. sympathy for Brucey. he's he's obviously what he keeps talking about is the mighty Rafa it's really difficult for anyone now I think after what the the, the affair that Newcastle fans had with Rafa mm-hmm. he's, he's he's doing his best um I said before you you joined, Alice, he's protecting the owner, which I think Mike appreciates. He's not in the spotlight week after week after week. Um, But anybody now following Rafa into Newcastle is going to have to suffer with the success and the popularity he had. But what Brucey was doing, he was was playing Rafa's way because the players wanted him to, we understand. Mm -hmm. Then he said, no, enough of that. Now we'll do it my way. But this is the time when it's got to work, isn't it?
3: Yeah, I mean uh, obviously um as a manager and I, uh, you can put Newcastle in this bracket but you know your most important loyalty is the owner. If you can't if you're not going to look after the owner and try to protect him as best you can and protect yourself and the squad and the staff then you're going to lose your job. So you have to kind of protect the owner whoever that may be. And let's be honest there are some owners talked that forget about Newcastle for a minute. but some owners in the Premier League. Wow. You know they—they they can be very. You could look back on their history and say, "Well, they're not perhaps the best people you've ever seen or <laughs> met." But you know they are—they are the people that are that give you the contract, give yeah. you the brief, give you the you got. Okay, now you've got to deliver. And as you say, uh, and now go back to Newcastle, uh, Steve. Uh, yes, maybe he had some influence from the from the group to say, oh, this is what brought us success And now, okay, well, uh, it hasn't worked for me and my personality. That that type of football, I want to change it to this. And you're quite right. Um, of course, when you make statements like that, and you come out, and I think he got very heavily criticised after that game when he said he was going to change his style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you you know you're you're in the you sort of you don't you're in the forest. You can't see the trees at times. You know you're trying to just find a way. You know, and you make certain errors of uh, judgment calls, um, whether to say something publicly or not we all do that all managers you, you cannot help but do that it's the pressure of the situation you, you're only human so why do you all keep going back
0: <laughs> it's a drug it's in the blood well because we
3: because actually what we get out of the job that you don't get richard because you don't really uh, you know you haven't got like a team around you that you are bringing up that you are influencing their lives you're you're changing the way they are as a person. You're you're putting some good habits into them, in it's football or in life. And um, you know, unfortunately you haven't got eight presenters under you or Oh, he has not worry about that. You. He has uh, he's tried. got plenty of people here part of me in sports. No, that it, he tra- that he teaches on a regular basis, everyone, trust me. A, I know in his own ego everyone's under <laughs> it, but I'm just saying that that's the, uh, that's the that's the part that I think most managers love yeah. you know you get texts from old players saying and you know Andy you've been a player Richard hasn't he doesn't know about either part he keeps telling got, me he has no nah, but you have great feelings to your old managers yeah. and the coaches who yeah. inspired you and changed you you know and give you a little and that's, that's got to be the, the, the greatest gift you can have I think well, it's I like think teaching, isn't it? That, yeah. that
2: little story you just told about Cop leaving Reading and playing Steven, I think that, that really underlines what you're saying. He obviously had an impact on you. You obviously enjoyed working with him. Mm-hmm. And, and and that's a very good example of it, isn't it?
3: Absolutely. I mean, what I did at Reading was very similar to what Steve did at Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. So, of course, he would have been the perfect fit. made absolute sense to, to my play as well. I had a young group fighting to Stevie Sidwell, James Armour, fighting to be successful you know and uh obviously steve was uh great at that Was good at that so what uh, what does the rest of the day hold then well i've you've got literally four minutes left because i have yeah. got a friendly today or have we've you? got friends so yeah we played pairing yeah so we got a friendly it's about an hour away i'm told so i'm going to battle with my higher car uh, through the snow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking out the window here I'm, I'm thinking of going to the pool or not that's a big decision for me today. <laughs> Alan Pardew we will leave yes. you with an extra
2: two minutes to get your uh, to get your <laughs> toiletry bag together yes thanks Al it's and been really forget, good don't forget
0: your shovel in the boot Al just in case <laughs> <laughs> and a warm jumper
3: <laughs> cheers guys hey, thanks, you have fans. a nice day great Thank to you. talk Al thanks, cheers, thanks. <laughs> bye bye <bye-bye>. bye 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 <laughs> bye
2: He's such a good lad. And yeah, I, I I I I <laughs> he made reference to my ego. I don't think <laughs> the same applies. Alan's not shy. Oh, and it. I think that that has at different times allowed him to be a victim of uh Diverse opinion, right? Um, yes. not, not least his yes. dad dance, yeah, of course, but, his dad, dad. So but, Was that but, the West Ham final? Yeah, but, but that you know, that Palace, I think, Palace wasn't Palace that? Palace. Was that? but that you know, he's, he, when he's taken a team like this, he's spent your whole career largely fighting, yeah. So, when you get to a point where yeah. you can enjoy it, why not? Yeah. And I, I honestly, I think good luck to him. Um, Absolutely. I, 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 um, as I, I said, too few Brits of... of, of Played the Yes, trade and when they do, Steve McLaren, yeah. we take the piss. Why? Yeah. Why? I mean, oh, no. it wasn't a great moment when he pretended no, no. to speak Dutch, <laughs> no, but no, no. Okay. Moisey went abroad, and, yeah. and we all wanted—well, we didn't—but the the general feeling was, well, yeah, he's not good enough for that. Well, why why not? not? Why not? For that's goodness' West, sake, that's West Ham now. Yeah. It's so, good so good luck to Pards, mm. Different role. He'll be back, but I, th- I think, I think he has been a very good coach. He has been very good. I mean, just slip that th- when when we finished fifth, I know Newcastle. Um, wow. It's a million miles away at the moment. And played in Europe to a quarter final. So, you know, uh, I I hope he continues to enjoy it in the snow. Yeah, absolutely. So that's it then for another week. Um, uh, As as Andy said, when we started, to all of you in Texas. Yes. uh, Especially. Thank you. Stetson's off to you. Don't know where that's come from.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They were Stetsons
2: still. Now you've found us. If you've enjoyed us, uh, we are here most weeks with some forthright opinion.
0: I'll try and keep it easy. You're the one who yeah. makes all the headlines.
2: <laughs> Tell you, mates, um, we're doing this, as we said, independently. Um, really looking forward to another big weekend. Of- what, mm. no, I just wanted to say that. What? Well done for everybody
0: keeping it going. Yes, by the way, great. And 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 well done having had their knuckles wrapped Yes, at Christmas and New Year. The lads, a lot of them, for maybe the cases rising rapidly. I noticed that they've reduced dramatically, particularly in the Premier League. Um, positive cases have dropped hugely since the, the turn of the year so yeah if they had a wrap in the knuckles over Christmas and New Year well done everyone everyone involved
2: yes there is no pride to be taken from from the numbers that we've lost no. and, and and obviously um, referring back to things we've said previously on this subject desperate so thoughts um, with everybody that Absolutely. has lost a loved one but that I, I thought this week when I went out Thursday night to watch uh, Spurs play mm-hmm. Liverpool mm-hmm. There's, there's football virtually all the time at the minute and it is keeping us sane yes I agree so well done everybody yeah. um, keep, it going. keep it going yeah. uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Insta that does make me sound young doesn't it does it do you think so yeah, Instagram it at are you, are you, does it make you walk <laughs> I don't know what that is <laughs> at, at keys and grey pod keys and A-N-D grey pod uh, get in touch we'd love to hear from you mm. and we'll, we'll, we'll speak next week absolutely